All right, we're here with Gophers head coach Stephanie Galan. Steph, you just got done with what was like your fifth road trip in a <laughs> yeah. row yeah. through conference play and then the NCAA tournament, two rounds. So you had a disappointing end of the season in terms of the last match, but a nice run into the second round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, it's probably tough to have good feelings about a season right after a loss, but you still, you know, right. we had talked right before you made a, those couple of wins towards yeah. the end of the season how it was looking like you might even have a chance to miss the Big Ten tournament, and then you really pull it together, make that run through the Big Ten championship, into the NCAAs, get that win in the NCAAs. You know, when you look back at this season overall, you know, you're getting ready to have your kind of season recap meetings with folks. What do you what do you think about in terms of kind of the big picture takeaways for this year? Yeah, I think you know big picture. Um, this this year was an interesting one. You know, we we had lost uh, two really good senior classes in a row, um, and both those senior classes had really strong leadership um, personalities within them. To where you know the class that was seniors this year never really had to step into that role until all of a sudden they were there um, and. I think with that, uh, you know, leadership is, is hard. Leadership is something that's uncomfortable, especially when you're talking about peer leadership. And this group has always led by example, but it took them a long time to find themselves vocally within mm-hmm. the within the group, and you know, their willingness to do more than just lead by uh, mm-hmm. example. Just come and, in and put in the work more than that. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that over the course of um, over the course of that, that run at the end there, you know, you can go back and you can look at film and see like particular moments mm-hmm. of one of those those kids turning directly to an, mm-hmm. an underclassman and like <laughs> giving them some really, you know, good feedback uh, <laughs> and and you see it change how that that player is playing in the mm-hmm. in the moment. So once that started uh, that started happening and they grew confident in their ability to, to do that, you know uh, that's when the when the run took place. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a group that I think there's a lot of young players who uh, got some really quality minutes throughout the throughout the year uh, that's going to serve them well in the in the future. And they had a tremendous senior class to look up to mm-hmm. um, to see how it's done and to see what undying belief looks like mm-hmm. and um you know the uh some of the unlucky pieces are who your draw is and you know ucla <laughs> um certainly the best college team i've seen in a really really long time yeah. so uh you know it, it was we just ran up a team against a team that's just better, and mm-hmm. you know I think our kids, uh, our kids played hard and mm-hmm. you know competed till the end. Um, but UCLA is a super talented team, as you mm-hmm. saw them do the same thing uh, to NC State that they did to us. So mm-hmm. tough, uh, tough to end. Well, and you have you mentioned your senior class, and kind of across the board, they were all um, you know at least really regular contributors, mm-hmm. and at best really high impact all conference level talent. Yeah, and you're losing five of them. Who in your mind do you think um, has a chance to kind of come in either in the re- incoming freshman class in your Big Ten ten yeah. person recruiting class you guys just announced, or? Mm-hmm. Um, folks who have a chance to kind of grow in their roles. Is, does anyone stick out other than, uh, of course, we know everything is usually a pretty wide open competition <laughs> on your squad, but do, yeah. is there anyone who sticks out as kind of having an opportunity yeah. or having shown something I to mean, you? I um, mean, I thought Selena, I thought her best game was UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she played with confidence, with swagger. Uh, you know, she showed that 
on the attacking side of the ball in particular, she brings a lot to the a lot to the table. And you know, we talked after after that game um, about that's your standard, you mm-hmm. know, and. Um, and I think that she she has a lot of potential to do some big things as an upperclassman for mm-hmm. us. Um, I, I think Megan Gray, uh, you know, like that that kid. The the question is where, mm-hmm. you know, she can fill so many different roles right. for us, and that's something you know as a staff we were talking about yesterday. Is she's um, there, there's so many great qualities about her, and you know she played up top most of the time for us this year, but she played it the whole second half. In midfield for us against uh, against UCLA mm-hmm. and you know showed uh, an ability to, to compete in there and the composure is fantastic mm-hmm. we also think she could be an excellent attacking outside back mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of different pieces that, that she can uh, that she mm-hmm. can fill um, so, sorry Megan the, the price to pay when you're versatile yeah we, we're <laughs> we, just gonna we, put you a U next to her we, name. Don't, we don't know where you're gonna play because you're too good at playing across the board so but but she will play so <laughs> that's the good news uh, I thought um, I thought the last few games I thought uh, McKenna Beisman was mm-hmm. uh, was starting to come on strong and you mm-hmm. know for for us there's some pieces that she has to refine and mm-hmm. get a little bit cleaner with but she also needs to embrace who she is and where she is right now mm-hmm. and if she can maximize what she brings to the table currently while mm-hmm. at the same time continuing to, to grow in some of the other yeah. aspects she could be she could be really good um, you know Patricia Ward I think is is a kid who played a ton of minutes as a, as a freshman mm-hmm. and uh, when she's when she's at her best mm-hmm. um, there's some really really special qualities there so mm-hmm. you know she's another one who we anticipate growing really really quickly mm-hmm. over the over the course of time um, you know, I thought TJ uh, did well as the season progressed. Mm-hmm. You know, her minutes continually increased, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and I think as a as a holding midfielder, um, she understands the role. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a matter of refining a few pieces that are that are there as well. Right. Um, incoming class, we have a lot of kids who we anticipate uh, competing mm-hmm. right off the right off the bat. Uh, Katie Duong, um, you know, out of uh, out of Portland, she's. Uh, a central midfielder who is another level. Um, mm-hmm. You know her vision, her technical ability. Um, she scores goals. She sets goals up, and mm-hmm. she has grown so much in her defending and her mm-hmm. ability to cover the ground. Uh, and she's a kid who's constantly working to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's she's going to be really really exciting. Um, and you know she's going to step into our midfield and, mm-hmm. and compete right away. Uh, Manthe Brady out of uh, out of Utah. You know mm-hmm. she's one who. Um, she can play in the midfield. She can play up top. Uh, she has versatility to, to mm-hmm. who she is, um, and she's also a very, very dangerous attacking player, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Uh, Paige Elliott out of uh, Cincinnati. You know, Paige is a kid who she's like five ten, five eleven, and athletic and left footed and huge. good in the air. And <laughs> five eleven yeah, is huge. Yeah, five ten, five eleven, and I may be giving her some inches, but well, that's okay. In cleats, in cleats, <laughs> in cleats, in cleats, in cleats. Um, yeah, you know, she's she's one who again it's a matter of where, um, mm-hmm. but is a is a kid who mm-hmm. she's super competitive wants to wants to be out there. Um, you know, uh, Lauren uh, Lauren Roberts uh, from Chanhassen, mm-hmm. and so she's a kid who we've seen a lot of potential in for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's a matter of where we think mm-hmm. that she could play in the midfield. We think she could play as a center back. So mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of those those pieces, and right. you know, I could go through the entire class and tell you. Like what their potential is <laughs> and where they could they could play, mm-hmm. 
but you don't know until they get here. Right. Um, you know, you don't know until you see how they how um, they interact they, with the existing yeah. players, all that stuff. Yeah, and you know, and and right now, um, I mean, our biggest focus is continuing to improve the the returning players. You mm -hmm. know, we get now because you have all spring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're starting. Uh, we're getting back at it next week, and we're gonna um, focus it a lot on individual mm -hmm. um, individual growth uh, over the next couple of weeks, and then we are off for the for mm -hmm. the winter. And then you know January through um, through April, mm -hmm. it's all about how far can we can we push that returning group. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and you you know specifically you're losing um, some real heavy talent in the front six mm -hmm. on the offensive side. So not just April Bakken up front, and then obviously uh, Maddie Castro who played up there for you, but also you know Molly Fiedler and Emily Heslin in the mm -hmm. midfield, which I think drove a lot of that kind of attacking unit kind of mm -hmm. in the center of the field. So um, these are some of our wonderful questions yeah, from, sure. from Twitter. The, so do you ever, does that loss of some of those experienced offensive players mean that you'll focus more on the defensive end or does it just mean that it opens up kind of the competition for those front six spots? Uh, it, it could be either, you mm -hmm. know, and we won't know until we get uh, until we get to work without those players mm -hmm. in the in the mix. Mm -hmm. um, as you said, they're like, they're such key pieces um, in that, that area the field and when you remove them in training you know who steps up and who's mm -hmm. able to grasp some of the tactical components of, of mm -hmm. what they need to be able to to execute there we're also going to play with uh with some things in terms of system over mm -hmm. the course of the uh the upcoming spring you know mm -hmm. just for fun you know we want to help our <laughs> kids uh we want to help our kids grow in terms of their overall um soccer iqs and ability yeah. to to adjust mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, uh, and, and we do want to play with some things given who mm -hmm. we're losing and what we have coming in, and so there's a lot of things that that could uh, that could change. You mm -hmm. know, there'll be a lot of things that remain consistent. Like mm -hmm. we're always, you know, we're always going to be organized defensively, and mm -hmm. we're going to want to put teams under pressure. It's just right. a matter of what does that pressure look like based on the personnel that we that we have. Right. You know, we we want to be a team that's good with the ball mm -hmm. and that can mm -hmm. you know connect a lot of passes and open you up, and then. Mm -hmm get at you in the flanks, you know, combine through the, the middle of the park and mm -hmm. create opportunities that way. So there'll be some consistencies of overall, like, style mm -hmm. in terms of what the shape and all that looks like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are we high-pressing in their 18? Or are we <laughs> starting our press around the center circle? You know, like, those, those right. things are things that until you get to work without that group that's been there, you don't know what that's going to look like. Right, like who who does well, kind of mm -hmm. pressing up top in the center, yep. kind of leading that press. Because I think, um, I mean, one of the things that was uh, that was good in a way was you know not having Petey in the in the mix in the the mm -hmm. first half of the season. Mm -hmm. You know, we still played our back line high, uncomfortably high, yeah. um, despite the fact that we didn't have Petey there to, to organize it. So I think you saw. Um, Athena and you saw Nikki mm -hmm. get really really comfortable in yep. that role and kind of directing that um, and, and having us organized from that standpoint mm -hmm. so we know that graduating PD we could still do that as long as we have good pressure um, in, in front of it you know right. because if you do that like you saw at Penn State when our pressure wasn't there mm -hmm. regardless of who you have 
back there, it's dangerous. Yeah. So we just have to see what the rest of it yeah. looks like. Well, and talk a little bit about some of those defensive principles. You talked a bit about this, but those defensive principles that will probably stay consistent even if the system or the formation switches. Yeah. Talk about kind of what that what that defense does even to kind of set up that offense. Yeah, I mean, our, our biggest thing is, you know, our initial pressure on the ball has mm-hmm. to be there. It has mm-hmm. to be tight enough to dictate play. Like, we mm-hmm. want to we want to force teams to mm-hmm. particular areas of the field. Mm-hmm. And when that's on, the other players can overplay the next piece because you kind of are able to read right. where it's going and we want to rip you off within a couple mm-hmm. of passes when it's uh, when it's possible mm-hmm. to do so. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for, for us, it's um, every single player has to be a good individual defender. Right, because otherwise know, you start, you see the gap. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, um, you know, when, when people talk about April's growth over the course mm-hmm. of, of time, that's one of the areas that mm-hmm. she grew in a huge, huge way. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of times where just because all of a sudden she decided to go, she's ripping people off and we're yeah. getting the ball much higher up the field. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely an important component to who we are. Right. Well, and you've, I mean, over the course of your, your career, like over the course, just in your Gophers career, you've obviously coached before that, but just in your Gophers mm-hmm. career, you've averaged now a record of 12-7-2, like when you take it over time, which is obviously, you know, really consistent. The way I sometimes describe it to people is your worst season, you know, was 11-9, and is an above 500 record over seven seasons, which is just really, I think, I think a mark of consistency. And when you think about that and you think about your continued ability to kind of make noise in the Big Ten tournament and then get into the NCAA, at least into those early rounds, what do you think about is a next hurdle to get into that next realm of making a deep run in the NCAAs? What are those hurdles yeah. that, that you face in this in this program where, like, how do you break down those barriers of now we're comfortable making the tournament regularly yeah. and getting into the Sweet 16s and the Elite 8s? You know, what does it take to kind of get to that next level? Yeah, I mean, some of it is recruiting for sure, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, uh, like, the likelihood of us winning battles over UCLA where it's, you know, sunny and warm um, yeah. all year round and they can train outside and, and all those kind of things. I mean, that you have to have players who want to be here right. and who want to be in this environment. You know, the good thing is um, we we have the indoor facilities to be able to train year round at mm-hmm. the, the level that we want to. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some of that top, top end talent is mm-hmm. going to the uh, to, to places where they don't mm-hmm. deal with the same kind of things as, yeah. as what we do. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think our recruiting, um, the level of player that we've been able to to get to want to be a part of this, mm-hmm. has gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to pull from outside of the region now, which mm-hmm. I think is is a really really fun. Yeah, place I mean the players be. you described in the incoming class. Yes, yeah. you're. You know, you've. I think it seems like you've always done a good job of capturing the top talent in the state. I mean, a lot of your seniors are yeah. just really top Minnesota right. talent. Yeah, and so now it seems like you are expanding that hitting percentage. Yeah. I mean, Patricia Ward is from Virginia. You have yep. these out-of-state players coming in. Yep. And I think um, for us to get to that point, we had to mm-hmm. make some noise, and our name had to be there on a mm-hmm. national scale. And so you know, the fact that we've been able to beat ranked teams over the course of, uh, mm-hmm. of time, the fact that we've been in the top 25 and we're receiving votes and mm-hmm. you know we're in the top part of the region, all, all those things are, mm-hmm. are going to help us with that. Um, Big Ten Network uh, being something that's easily accessible. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you're, you're getting 
players who have the ability to actually watch you play. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's one of the things when I first got here, as we were uh, developing into the style that we that we play mm -hmm. now, one of the big hurdles you had to get over was what the perception of the Big Ten was. Of it's yeah. just big athletes <laughs> who are gonna rock you and yeah. stuff, you know. Just and direct, kick yeah. it long, run, yeah. run and yeah. <laughs> shoulder if to shoulder. If they're over here, you kick it over there, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's and it's like you know, have you actually watched us play? Um, right. You know, because yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be athletic and we're gonna put mm -hmm. you under a lot of pressure, but right. we're also going to be good on the ball and we're gonna be a possession oriented team that's gonna try to uh, try to get at you and mm -hmm. and be a dangerous attacking team to contend with. So, um, you know, getting over that uh, over that hurdle for sure. And you know, for for us, I think. Um, you know, we've done a, a really good job of getting some um, some high caliber results, and you know we've got to continue to be consistent mm -hmm. in getting the results that you're supposed to get as right. well. Right. So, yeah, the the wins that are yep. on paper, like you should be yep. in Indiana on the road, yep. et cetera, like those yep. tough ones. Yep. Well, and what you talked a little bit about kind of the facilities. What has the the athletes' village, or just in general, you know, the the facilities you have for the team have kind of at least had some improvements over time. And obviously you already had Elizabeth Lauer Abbey Stadium, yeah. which is gorgeous and immaculate. Maybe yeah. not in November, but in like <laughs> yeah. in year round, what has the Athletes Village and the new facilities for for you guys meant for recruiting, especially yeah. if it's out of state and their first they don't know about the U. They don't have yeah. an existing feeling about like, you know, their parents didn't go here yeah. and their cousins didn't go here. What is what do the new facilities do for things like recruiting and yeah. that first impression? Athletes Village is incredible. You know, um, number one, it centralizes everything for, for mm -hmm. the student athletes. Mm -hmm. And so you know, you've got where they study, where mm -hmm. they do their professional development, where they eat their meals, um, mm -hmm. where they, they work out strength and conditioning, you mm -hmm. know, all of that is right here. Mm -hmm. And what that, that does a, a few things. One, convenience, mm -hmm. you know, so they're, right. and, and it's really easy for them to just pop by the offices right. and they're already over here for, mm -hmm. for different things. Um, you know, uh, the the amount of support that they have mm -hmm. uh, and, and the people who are working with them and with the, uh, with the tightness of the proximity, mm -hmm. now you have all of us interacting on a daily basis as right. opposed to kind of a once a week thing, you know, mm -hmm. like we're, we're able to have daily touch points um, as, mm -hmm. as an overall staff of, of people who impact these young women's uh, lives and mm -hmm. stuff are, are really, really on top of things um, on, a, on a consistent basis. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the dining facility is fantastic. I actually mm -hmm. just ate there yesterday. Um, I don't have to go outside if I don't want to now. Um, that's that's kind of nice. Uh, but, you know, like the dinner piece of it is student athletes only. Um, like mm -hmm. we can't even go and eat uh, eat dinner there if right. we want to as a staff. And it's really cool when you, when you leave here in the evenings and you mm -hmm. just kind of glance in, it's all the sports right. um, in there together. And so, you know, I think that that's one of the pieces that when I came here, um, wasn't necessarily here mm -hmm. um, of this whole camaraderie across the board in, right. in terms of go for athletics. I think everybody was kind of on their own island doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And now they're all doing it together, mm -hmm. you know, and you walk in, um, I mean, when we came came back from the Big Ten tournament, the, uh, the entryway for Athletes Village had video, it had all this stuff from us winning the championship. You go there right now, it's volleyball, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so it, it, people know what's going on. People mm -hmm. know who's who. I think mm -hmm. um, the 
like the administration as a whole, now more of them know the student athletes um, right. by name and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I think that that just ties ties it all together. It right. makes it feel like everybody's in your corner, everybody's mm-hmm. here trying to help you succeed, um, and everybody cares. And I think that that's mm-hmm. a, a big, big thing for us. Yeah, I mean, Mark Coyle has been around at tons of games. I see him probably yeah. almost every home game. He's yeah. always there chatting with you guys. And there's tons of athletic department staff that are just kind of always around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, you can feel the presence of yeah. kind of the department there. And even on the field, I mean, they're the first ones to come up to you after the game. Yeah. And like, a tough loss, great win, yeah. no matter what. Yep. So you can, I mean, it, you do get that feeling even yeah. a little bit from the outside. And on to an equally important, very important <laughs> question. Okay. This is from uh, Abe. So, sorry, SJ, when you watch this. Abe is asking, is there a policy set by the University Athletic Department that doesn't allow one-off merchandise like a gopher soccer track <laughs> jacket? Are pre-orders allowed to limit the risk of spending on it and then not getting the return? So I think, I think, I think that's a great question. I think it's basically one to ten people who have very regularly asked for a gopher soccer track jacket. Yeah. And I know I, I do know from our, our kind of off-field conversations that there is a very... There's, a, there's much more yeah. of a system for gopher athletic gear, even for the team, that yes. I think people would understand. Yeah. So there is, there yeah. are, there's a little bit of rigmarole. Yeah, there, there is. Um, and, you know, I, I know that that was something that SJ was working on um, and continues to work on. And so I would like to be able to say Let's that, just give out SJ's cell phone number okay. to the world for, <laughs> for a um, Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's, it is something that, uh, I, I mean, we've, we've heard, we know, and we would we would like to be able to to provide well, we're just trying to work through some red tape and some other things to well, be able to and make th- it happen this is where i'll maybe i'll commit to helping create a list of people who would buy them we'll get oh, a, we'll good. get a list so we can get a quantitative yeah, i like the i like the pre-order idea i think that that's yeah, uh, to make sure we're not yeah ordering 100 selling 50 all yeah that stuff we don't need to stretch the go for soccer budget anymore yeah. that it's a, the, it's a lean operation over here yeah it's um it, it's something where uh i like I, I think it would be really cool to have people in the, in the stands <laughs> you know rocking uh rocking the gopher soccer gear um I think SJ uh, thinks the same thing, and <laughs> if it was up to SJ, it would have been done uh, with the first tweet, so keep tweeting. <laughs> well, yeah, keep tweeting. Well, and, uh, and I will just say, the team gear is so outstanding. Yeah. Anytime I go see, especially you get into late season, you start to see the, you know, uh, training camp summer gear, yeah. and then fall, you start seeing, like, the yeah. team's track jackets and gear. Then there's, like, yeah. a third phase of, like, winter gear yeah. and winter coats. <laughs> And every single phase, I just get jealous of everything you guys are wearing. Because it, yeah. it is like a really nice, you know, yeah. one of the nice cushier parts of Division One athletics is you do have great team gear yeah, to and, rep during all seasons. And it's interesting, you know, because uh, when you're at a northern school, you know, the amount of gear <laughs> that you do need to provide, not just want to provide, right. but need to provide for, for the right. student athletes to have a great experience. UCLA it's does not provide winter jackets oh, they for their do. players. Do they, oh, well, they, they do. Well, they do. I guess <laughs> the UC system has dollars. And they dollars. put them on at 60 degrees. Right, because it's so cold. I mean, yeah. it's, oh my gosh, it's a slight breeze. Yeah. Um, so, and, and one question a lot of folks have, and I know um, you haven't done your individual meetings yet, yep. so, so this year's seniors, you may not have, a, you know, explicit yep. um, knowledge yet, but... Um, talk a little bit about, um, you know, players in this year's senior class who maybe have a chance or maybe some interest in playing professionally, whether it's overseas or yeah. giving it a shot in NWSL. 
um, talk about um, kind of the opportunities you would see or even just the advice you would give of, hey, you would have a shot at, you know, yeah, you know how do you see that? Well, uh, I'm actually meeting with them this afternoon mm-hmm. um, to, to talk about just that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, I think uh, with, with April, uh, I think she she certainly would have the opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, to play beyond here. And I think she's weighing what that looks like. Um, yeah. You know, I think Molly and Heslin both have that desire. I think both are capable. Um, I think their their path is likely overseas, mm-hmm. uh, which I think they're actually really excited about. And yeah. so uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. like kind of how how that works. Um, there's some some folks who uh, who are well connected uh, to be able to help mm-hmm. them sort through that uh some of the things we have to talk about is that what does their spring semester look like um right. so timing of when they would when be you wrap able up to, that college yep. career and, and make the full jump yeah like how how that would work you know like i know uh like with nikki albrecht for instance mm-hmm. you know she's one who in next year's class will want to take that step and will have the opportunity right. to, to be able to do that so wants to make sure she's ready to yeah. be done and by the winter done, so that she can, yeah right. so she's she's setting herself up to be done in december mm-hmm. so that there are no restrictions because right. there's a winter transfer window that that mm-hmm. happens and if you're done with class or if you're in classes where they'll allow you to do it remotely you know mm-hmm. you can go sooner than uh than later mm-hmm. um and when like if you're not done until uh until may you may have to wait for some of those opportunities or you may be able to go and do some trials and, and things to get something landed for mm-hmm. when uh right. when you are able to, right. to do it so yeah we uh we have some good connections that we've used over the uh over the years mm-hmm. um and that's some of the things we'll talk about today. right well, and I know Heslin, even last year when we did a podcast with um, her in April, she mentioned um, she mentioned she would be interested, but she also said there's no way I'm going to be done in January. Yeah. You know, she said, like, yeah. I'll be going through the spring semester. Yep. So then the path is just a little different. But, I mean, even players who have been done early in the past, I think have talked about even sometimes they have to wait till the yeah. summer to get the right offer anyway. Yeah. So I think the... Um, you know, the players in the recent past who have gone over to like Sweden or, mm-hmm. you know, Simone went over to the Czech Republic yep. and then even kind of the era previous to that, I mean, um, you know, Kelsey Hood made yep. a really, really great career over in Norway. Yep. Jenny Clark had a career in the Bundesliga. I mean, yep. you've had players kind of, um, you know, make their way abroad. I mean, there's so many leagues over there now. Yeah. There really is an opportunity. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's growing too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, I think that's one of the exciting things that, that you see is, you know, mm-hmm. now if you look at the EPL, mm-hmm. I mean, Manchester United for the first time has a women's professional team. Right. And took till now, but now they now, have one. But, right. they, but they've got one. And when you look mm-hmm. at what those clubs can provide mm-hmm. in, in terms of, uh, in terms of, um, opportunity experience and, and everything right. else, um, it's, it's tremendous. It's so, you know, it just comes down to uh, who's looking, what are their mm-hmm. needs, and, you know, mm-hmm. who, who fits that. So. Right. Well, and it seems like those huge monster clubs being in this space, if anything, what it does is it it creates more opportunity in those yep. what you may call lower leagues. I yep. mean, the idea that those large teams then have roster spots, I think, yep. will then pick talent up so yep. that in the Norways of the world, in the Swedens of the world, in yep. the, you know, the every, like, fill in the blank, like yeah. the French League, the Spanish League, yeah. then there's just more spots there, too, I yeah. think. Cause Cause if, yeah, because if you look at it on a whole, I mean, um, you know, it's it's very few mm-hmm. women's professional players are right. making a living, um, like a, a really clear Not, living yeah. <laughs> out of doing it. So there's right. a lot of things that you take into, into mm-hmm. account when you're looking at what opportunity might be right. a great opportunity. And some of it... Um, um, when you're looking at the overseas opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, 
like again you don't know what you don't know and right. so you know like Simone going to the Czech Republic mm -hmm. and stuff you know um like when would she have ever gone to the Czech Republic <laughs> right. you when know? she began to live in the Czech <laughs> yeah. Republic right you know so mm -hmm. you so you look at it and you're like man just like if you're open to it and mm -hmm. you're you're willing to just right. kind of take that Make the take the step why not mm -hmm. and and stuff you know and um with with these uh with these ladies you know if uh if their opportunity is going to be a little bit later, they'll continue to train and play with us until uh, right. until that happens too. And are there any other recent grads who are still kind of? I know some have like Simone yeah. has come back and now she's like starting to more work in yep. her non soccer career. But yep. are there any other recent grads who are still um, who are still kind of applying their trade over there? Uh, Rashida is uh, mm -hmm. you know she's she's currently um, still rehabbing from yeah. uh, from her ACL, but. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's and uh, Rashida Beal. She had been draft. She actually got drafted yep. like out of out of her senior year. Yep. All Big Ten quality defender. Yep. And got drafted by Kansas City. Yep. Right. And now they of course moved, but yep. yeah. So she's on the on the men. Yep. And she's uh you know she's open um mm -hmm. you know last last she and I uh she and I spoke she's open for whatever mm -hmm. um you know she just wants to play and she wants to keep it going as mm -hmm. as long as she can and. Um, I think the cool thing is while she's been rehabbing and, and everything, um, she's also been helping out at uh, like at a local college and stuff yeah, as, cool. a, as a coach. So she's, um, I, I think she's seeing the the playing and the coaching mm -hmm. both as potential options, mm -hmm. which which I think is fantastic. Anytime mm -hmm. we can uh, we can have some of our younger women, you mm -hmm. know, continue in the in the game in that capacity too, mm -hmm. is exciting. You know, you had. Um, both Tara Hobbs and mm -hmm. uh, Maddie Gaffney working with Bethel this year. Yeah. You know, you had uh, yeah. you know, Tori's working with Crystal at McAllister. Yeah. And, and so, Jenny's helping know. at Hamlin. Yeah. I, I was telling them, I saw a group of them, and I was like, do these D3, like, women's soccer players understand what they have? Like, these... Yeah. These like high level division one like all conference yeah. caliber D one players are yeah. like assistant coaches on their staff, yeah. Yeah. or like in Jenny's case, like a career Bundesliga star yeah. like is coming in. Like they, I don't think they know how good they have it. It's, yeah. It really is a unique thing I think to have players of that caliber. Yeah, and it's come and in. you and you want um you know you want to expose some of the younger players to that mm -hmm. to to where they look at them and they say hey why not me mm -hmm. and stuff you know and like while these these young women are impacting the young women mm -hmm. maybe they inspire somebody to to do that when they're done as mm -hmm. well and you know we need to grow the game in that way and so I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then what do you how do you, I know you guys do a lot of kind of camps and a lot of things like that. How do you think about kind of you being really the state's Division One program and not just being the state's Division One program, but being so visible like in that role? How do you guys think about your role in kind of expanding the game and doing that community outreach of kind of getting more people involved? And I know all the youth programs come in and kind of do the ball girl stuff, and it's always yeah. cool to see the pictures where your players have like the yeah. girls in the locker room and stuff. But yeah. Um, you know, with organizations like like a girl, where former yeah. Gopher Jen Larry yep. is helping with that, how do you see your role in kind of drifting into those types of things, where you're kind of visible in the community to expand? Yeah, you know, I mean, we wish we could do more and stuff. I mean, the yeah. NCAA limit, limits us in a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and so uh, yeah, we we definitely wish that we could uh, mm -hmm. that we could do a little bit more with some of those things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we, you know, we, we run our camps in the summer mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we try to put on, uh, put on quality camps that the, mm -hmm. that the kids have 
great experiences and want to want to continue to come back. Um, you know, we we definitely participate in uh, you know different programs where uh, where coaches are uh, are coming in and you know mm -hmm. this like discussing different things. Mm -hmm. um, like I don't know if you've heard of the the Wise Group um, mm -hmm. and and stuff, which Carrie Ornes, who was yeah. uh, who was on our, our staff for a while, mm -hmm. you know she uh, she's a big part of that. They mm -hmm. came in and we we did some stuff with them. And, and that was a whole conference this fall, right mm -hmm. at the at the U, where yep. um, women coaches came in and there was kind of a training for, or there was just a lot of different yeah a lot of conversations and yeah yeah. So mm -hmm. you know when we're when we're available to mm -hmm. to be able to do some of those things, we mm -hmm. we will. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that some of those things are scheduled like right in the heart of our preseason and, yeah. you know, different things like that. And mm -hmm. this is our priority. So, mm -hmm. you know, if as long as it doesn't conflict with other things that we have going on, right. we're, we're happy to happy to help. And, you know, at, at some point we need some balance to be able to spend time with our families as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have if anyone has been to a game to see the post game when you have your your dudes come yeah. out of the field, your little dudes. Yeah. Or you're actually your social media is pretty fantastic, too. They, like when you're working out with your with your son yeah. or what do you yeah, it's yeah it's a pretty I mean it's a pretty tough life and you oh, in terms yeah. of scheduling and logistics yeah. and you brought on you know several new staff members yeah. this year um, talk about that process too of kind of getting adjusted to settling in as a new staff I mean some of those changes yeah. were into the summer so they, yeah. they weren't even here necessarily I, for the spring yeah and I think that that's some of the um, some of the the pieces that you saw earlier with some of the inconsistency is mm -hmm. just putting it all together right. um, and stuff you know I think uh, you know, with with Becky, with uh, Molly, and with Allie, mm -hmm. they're all really, really good, and mm -hmm. um, you know, but they're coming into a new place with mm -hmm. a new system, and you know, mm -hmm. just the dynamic of everybody working together. Right. It takes a, a little bit for it to, to sync up. Right, um, like you're learning them, they're yeah. learning you. Yeah. you guys are learning yeah. what I mean, the balances with the players. Yeah, all that like stuff. I mean, Crystal and I worked together for six seasons, you know, and, and it had gotten to a point where everything was like such clockwork and stuff mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you're you're planning a session, and you can just throw words out, and they understand. Like you know, Crystal would understand what that meant right. and what we we're doing. And now it's like, oh gosh, I have to go through like full, full, detailed explanations of everything that right. we're doing, and make sure that everybody understands and that everybody's on the same page. You mm -hmm. know, um, like early on, where you know, because because uh, my assistants get to coach and stuff, you know. But mm -hmm. early on, there were a lot of times where I'm stepping in to do everything and, and stuff mm -hmm. and having to uh to come in and make sure that the language is the same and those those kind of those kind of pieces um and and at the end uh i think everybody was a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. with expectations and uh and kind of uh you know what our press looks like and mm -hmm. who's responsible for what and mm -hmm. you know uh and so it, it gets a lot more fun when uh, when you can look at it from different vantage points and different people can uh, can have voices at different times and mm -hmm. kind of tie everything together and you know like with uh, with Allie um, you know the the progress that she made with the with the goalkeeping this mm -hmm. uh, this fall has been has mm -hmm. been incredible so we're excited to see um in the spring where she gets a lot more time mm -hmm. with those those kids right she came in pretty like. much right around yep. training camp right so yep. then yeah all spring all spring you'll have yep. i'm sure anna and maddie will be getting yep. coach, coached up like crazy they're uh, they're excited <laughs> or they will be <laughs> <laughs> all right coach thank you so much you had you know that great run to finish out the season and i think uh, we talked before in the video that did not end up working or getting posted. <laughs> I think the the potential that 
we saw kind of realized at the yeah. end of that year of PD settling into the back line and yeah. the coaching staff getting comfortable and everyone getting comfortable, that top form of like really reaching like yeah. toward the ceiling of your your potential was really great to see. Because yeah. I think it was there were so many weird phases to the season where there was bumps and bruises, but I think seeing the team come together at the end, yeah. I mean, it's essentially peaking at the right time, but peaking right. at all, I mean, yeah. not, it seems, teams yeah. a lot of times don't even really reach their potential, but it seemed like you guys really almost got close, like almost really maximized where you should and yeah. could have been. And we're, you know, I think, um, I think we're really fortunate that, you know, we, we do have great people involved in the program. You know, um, we, we talked about the coaches, uh, you know, Sarah, our athletic mm-hmm. trainer, you know, she's, uh, she is great. She is, uh, she's the same as us. Of it's mm-hmm. all about the student athletes mm-hmm. and, uh, it's about keeping them on the field as mm-hmm. much as, as possible and, you know, mm-hmm. doing what's in their best interest, listening to what they want and how that's going to go and being willing to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's Corey, uh, you know, with the, the periodization and the training loads and monitoring those, those mm-hmm. things and recognizing, you know, the, the five, five weekends in a row on the road is a ton. It is, it, there's a lot of They weren't of short trips either. They this was not a trip to Wisconsin. Trips. <laughs> These are trips across we the country. We were in so many time zones um, yeah. and, and stuff, you know, and, uh, and and it takes a toll and it weighs in on, on mm. different things and being able to make adjustments um, within that, uh, you know, and, and Corey being willing to work with us in terms of here's some of the things that we need to make sure that we can do. Mm-hmm. So how do we put a plan together to be able to take those things mm-hmm. into into account as well? Um, I mean, we just have people who are incredibly talented at what they do, mm-hmm. who work together really, really well and make this thing, uh, this thing work. And, you know, SJ, I feel so bad for her with as much as we run the road, all the pieces <laughs> that she has to plan that go along with it. And, you know, now, uh, now the players are done, um, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm back on a plane on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, or actually Friday. I decided to stay through the entire Thanksgiving day this year. That kind of luxury. Yeah. Staying and then, all the way through a holiday. Yeah, get back Sunday night, uh, back on a, a plane next Thursday maybe, and then I'm not back until December 9th. So uh, a, mm-hmm. lot, uh, a lot of work still left, mm-hmm. to, left to be done. The sexy world of recruiting. That's, yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. At least I'll get vitamin D in my life, so that's good. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Coach. Yeah, thanks, Matt.